Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets. Powered by Betsperts, we are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen. Andy is dealing with a sick kid. We're dealing with a sick producer. Poor producer Dan's got a sinus thingy going on. But Matt's here. There's a lot going on. There's football. I even have an opinion on some of these college football. But uh, we'll you start do? with you, Matty. I, I, yeah, it's, I think that one of these teams may have just completely given up. Dan already knows that I'm going to try to outdo his money line parlay from yesterday. Um, but well, I digress. How are you feeling today, Matty? We know Dan's on a little under the weather. I'm doing pretty well. It's nice to see. I mean, I was going to say that's not Andy down there. That's Dan. Uh, this Dan's what third show this week. Dan, you're, you're really pulling like double, triple duty. We're really, uh, really making you work this week. Well, when Andy is not here, someone's got to fill the soccer void. That's I guess. true. So that ain't going to be yesterday. Yesterday was like last minute. Like yesterday, Andy messaged me at like eight thirty, nine o'clock, and I didn't want to be like, "Hey, Matt, you want to do a show today?" I was like, mm-hmm. I'll, just, "I'll just handle it. It's fine." Plus, it's a college football Friday. I know you'd wanted to save your bets for college football for today, so I figured I'd hop in and give some of mine. And an update, by the way, points bet did, or not points, but we we're talking about points bet. And <laughs> off the show, uh, bet US rather did hang that uh, New Mexico State Valparaiso game Ooh. yesterday. New Mexico State minus twenty eight. I'm laying them. Give me, uh, give me the Aggies there. I know Noobs and I had talked about it. You can go back and listen to the show yesterday for why New Mexico State is playing an FCS school that has never played a December game in their school's history, uh, but. They did. I did find odds on a book that I can bet. So, uh, yeah. Just hammering. I yeah. love that. Give me Valpo money line. <laughs> Kids that care about football, this is their chance to actually do something. Their chance I'm to do in, what? Uh, to show the world that they should get a scholarship or something and be allowed to play football at a real school somewhere. I don't know. I'm in. I'm all into the narrative. Plus, I mean, they're like plus a billion. So yeah. I'll just, you know, it's you not surprised a surprise that money line's even on the bet. board. It's it's hard to find. It is. It is Let's not see. an easy one to find. But there's another big underdog I like it, Matt. You're just going to take the points, but I guess let's just get into it. I mean, I, th- I imagine part of the reason you like Akron here is because Buffalo kind of has nothing to play for. Buffalo's playing for a bowl game, um, but I am taking Akron in the over because technically this is not Tuesday or Wednesday night action, but this is still off hours action, and we're sticking with the system here that went 21 and 13 throughout the season. We're going Akron plus 11 and a half and the over 55 in Akron Buffalo, which kicks off, um, oh, I don't know, hour and a half from now, hour, and, under half, an hour yeah. and a half from now. Akron's not a very good team, but they are coming off a 44 to 12 win over Northern, who is not a great team themselves, but they were a MAC team that, you know, never really got blown out in those action games. They played most of their game stuff. Akron just absolutely killed them 44 to 12. Uh, Buffalo's also lost three straight. So they were, you know, looking like a block to be bowl eligible at five and three have lost three consecutive games. Now they're coming home. It's just like, it's a weird, weird time. It's a weird kickoff. And I'm not really sure who has the advantage if it's Akron who is traveling and maybe a little bit more in a game mode than Buffalo might be a little bit more comfortable and just kind of thrown off by the weird timeline. But nonetheless, I'm, I'm going to stick with the system. The system works. Don't, uh, don't, stray away from the system unless it's Ohio. Uh, so we're going to go Akron plus 11 and a half and over 55 in USC, Utah tried to find a Dalton Kincaid receptions prop. I didn't find any uh, receptions props. So I wanted to go his receiving yards. He's Utah's tight end. Last time these, these two teams played, he went off for 16 receptions. I think it was 234 yards. Uh, he has been fantastic down the stretch for, I think uh, really since that USC game, he went off. He's gotten uh, six plus receptions in every game, I think, except the Stanford one, which he came out early with four because they were up a, a ton of points and he didn't play the second half. And then Utah USC over 67. I think USC, 
I, I picked Utah yesterday on the show as more of a I don't like USC and I'm a Notre Dame fan pick. I, I, my, my gut tells me USC probably wins this game, but these two teams played a few weeks ago and put up 85 points combined. I think USC is going to be able to score a lot of points. Utah showed they can score a lot of points. They have a, a an experienced, talented offense. Um, I, I think this one's a little bit of a, uh, a track meet, and I think we see maybe not 85 points again, but I think we clear that 67 total in the over in Las Vegas. I think that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Now, is Buffalo guaranteed a, a bowl game if they win? I thought I'd read somewhere that there was a chance they could actually win this game and still not get into a bowl game. I'm not 100. It makes them six and six. That makes okay, them bowl eligible. Correct. Right now, there are not enough eligible. I think if they don't get in, a five and seven team is going to get in because of the APR score. So I think we're one bowl team short of a bowl of a bowl bid. So I think I'm pretty sure if they win, they will get a spot in a bowl game. Uh, I'll double check and see what the projections while we're doing our next sport, which uh, I forgot what it was. Oh, I know what it is. Um, I'll look and see. I'll double check that as we move on to our next sport. Yeah, I can't remember where I read that, but I'll try to go back and look. But I'm going to take Akron, Valpo, put them together. Give me the team Ooh. that are playing against teams that have to win there. What do you think that that Akron-Valpo money line parlay looks like? It's, it's, I'm trying to figure it out. I thought it was up on FanDuel. Um, on Bovada, but I'm open on FanDuel right now and see if I can figure you, it out. I can try and figure it out if you want to talk about some hoops. I know we got. Yeah, let's see. What are, yeah. Yeah. Do you oh, so here's big, a big NBA slate. But go ahead, Dan. Before we move on, I did so according to Brett McMurphy, uh, his bowl projections have Buffalo in the Camellia Bowl in Montgomery, Alabama, against Georgia Southern. And true college football sickos will appreciate this because Georgia Southern's quarterback Kyle Van Tree started his career at Buffalo. So it's the Kyle Van Treese uh, revenge I was going to say, that name sounds familiar. If Buffalo wins. So there you go. But we have a full slate in the NBA, and I see, Noobs, you are doing the smart thing, and you are fading my Atlanta, my fading Atlanta Hawks. Well, it's generally a good thing for you, Dan, when I fade your Atlanta yeah, Hawks. Great. But we will start there. At least it's not my 76ers. Um, the Denver Nuggets visit the Hawks tonight. Again, a bunch of games in the Association 11 after we had just one last night, and Apologies, at least that Pistons team total wasn't close. So you don't have to stay up sweating that very long. Um, finally got it together for them. But love this Nuggets team. Um, finally starting to get healthy here. We'll be without Michael Porter Jr. But on the other side of the ball, the Hawks missing some really, really key pieces. It looks like uh, Clint Capella is questionable, leaning towards being out. DeAndre Hunter is questionable, leaning towards being out. John Collins, it looks like, is going to be out. That, that presents you all of a sudden with a really thin team, even less guys to throw at Jokic and Murray. And this really talented Nuggets team. I think Nuggets close to five, almost six-point favorites here. So happy to lay anything three or less with Denver tonight in Atlanta. Um, did you have anything to add there, Dano? Oh, I was just going to say, John Collins is out for two weeks. DeAndre Hunter is going to be out for at least a week. So they are not going to play tonight. So, yeah. Yeah, neither of those guys, you're missing a key perimeter defender, a key sort of all guy in terms of defending and putting up a little bit on offense. And then Capella, I mean, he's the second most important Hawk. If he's out tonight, it's going to be really tough for Atlanta. Give me the Nuggets again. Minus three or better. The Magic and the Cavaliers, this number has moved a bit. I'm seeing 217. That's fine. Have this total at 220 myself. Orlando and Cleveland played tonight. Um, the Cleveland Cavaliers without Jared Allen. We've seen a lot more point production from them. The Magic, you know, I prefer Jalen Suggs to be playing tonight, but with Paolo Bancaro and everybody kind of healthy on that team, they continue to play at a faster pace and put up some good numbers. Um, I just think we'll have a game here where, um, honestly, even if Cleveland wins by a lot, I, 
always helps. Um, you know, blowouts are generally very good for overs here. So a lot of little things to go on top of my model, which again has this closer to 220 than the 216, 217 we're seeing in the market right now. And the Indiana Pacers plus four and a half actually played this at five, five and a half last night. Happy to take this at plus four or better. They visit the Utah Jazz. Now, Tyrese Halliburton is questionable. It seems like he's going to play. If there are whispers that he's not going to play, see if you can maybe buy out of this position. He really is a key player for the Pacers tonight. But the Utah Jazz continue to kind of plummet from where they started at the top of the season. No Mike Conley um, has really made a big difference for that team. A lot of other nagging injuries here. Just a really rough spot for them tonight. I had this game much closer, you know, almost to pick them. You know, basically Jazz minus one, minus one and a half out of respect to the Utah home court advantage that they always have there in altitude but really like the Pacers here tonight plus four and a half so fingers crossed Tyrese Halliburton plays but like the Pacers the Nuggets and give me the over in that Magic Cavaliers game I was bummed to find out because I don't pay much close attention to the NBA that Chris Paul has been out for like 11 games because I figured tonight would be a really good spot for Chris Paul to uh, vent some frustration uh, on the Houston Rockets after what happened last night go just uh, search Kanye West Chris Paul if you're unaware of what uh, one delusional Nazi had to say about Chris Paul last night before being uh, suspended from Twitter. Uh, did he get suspended? I know that Elon's been a little better about that. We'll see if he comes back. It's, um, I mean, no, I just, I'm not even do we want to get into it? I mean, I'm not talking I, all I know is that I would be proud to have someone say that I was cheating on my wife with Kim Kardashian. Be honestly, I don't think my wife would really be that upset about it. She'd probably be disappointed I didn't like take pictures or something. Dan, how would your fiance feel if, if there were rumors that came out that you were sleeping with Kim Kardashian? Would she just laugh? I think she'd be upset, probably, I'm <laughs> guessing. I think that would be a normal reaction to this, unlike Noobs' wife, who apparently would be okay with him sleeping, cheating on her with Kim Kardashian. She's a pretty famous celebrity. Like, Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. It's not like... I'm not saying she'd be thrilled, but at some point, you know, I think there's <laughs> some point she... there, it'd be, get to be a funny joke, but... What did I say yesterday? When Noops and I are on a show together, things tend to go off the rails a little bit. Now, Matt has a significant other. Would she be upset? Uh, she'd be upset and then maybe ask if I was going to be on the next week's episode of the Kardashians or in next season of that, that Hulu episode. So, I mean, I feel like there'd be one. a lot more questions like that and then like an eventual upsetness. So, like, you met Kim Kardashian. Oh, she'd be very upset with me, like? but there might also be. stuff? Are going to be on the show? Oh, uh, I'm going to get in Do trouble. I get to be on the show? I'm sorry. What were we talking about? That's right. Sports. Sports. We're talking about the yeah, hockey. Yeah, hockey. That's right. Hockey. It's a big reason that Matt's here. We we talked yeah. to college football. What a hockey we got tonight. Is there a lot of games? Just a few. I no, just just, a, just a couple. There's only three games tonight. Uh, we've been fading the Columbus Blue Jackets a lot this year, and if you want to take the over in this one, I would also say that's a pretty good bet as well. I want to. I think it's probably six and a half, maybe seven, because the Jets have been scoring a lot of goals lately. Winnipeg's playing really well. They won four out of their last five. They're coming off a five nothing win against Colorado, who hasn't had the best start to the year after winning the cup, but they're still a really good hockey team. And if you beat the Colorado Avalanche five nothing, you're playing very good hockey. Uh, Winnipeg has scored seventeen goals in their last three games. They're going up against the Columbus team that has been a little bit better in terms of defense and goaltending lately, but still allowing th lost, I believe three straight allowed three in each of those. So like, I guess that's a little bit better than what they've been doing, but still not very good. They're allowing over four goals a game as a team this year. And I just think this is a really bad match. If you got a team in Columbus, not playing well, who really, really struggles to keep pucks out of the net against a team in Winnipeg. That's playing very, very good hockey as of late. One of the surprises of the team in that central division uh, that can score the puck pretty much at will right now. So I'm going to take the Jets uh, laying the one and a half against the Columbus Blue Jackets tonight. 
I like it. It's always better to lay the spread. I mean, again, I'm not sure what the numbers are, but it feels like I very rarely look at a hockey score that's it's, less than two goals. It's not as much. I know we talked about it with baseball. I don't think it's as effective as baseball is, but it's like if you really like a team, if you think a, there's a very good team playing a very bad team, taking the puck line is, is not really a bad idea because you're you always almost always going to have either plus money odds or close to plus money odds, whereas, you know, your money line is going to be minus 270, minus 250, and there's just going to be no value to it. Makes perfect sense to me. Now, Dan, I, oh, no, we got tennis first. Sorry, I didn't yeah. really mean to jump into that. I put, I put soccer at the end because I didn't know if I was going to do the show or not today because talked about my little sinus issue going on right now. You can probably hear everything coming out of my nose right now. But uh, So I put soccer at the end. So we'll do some tennis, and we're back in Andorra, and I think this match was yesterday. We had this yesterday, and it still hasn't started. The beauty of tennis. <laughs> It is the beauty of tennis, and the line has moved a, a ton on this this morning. I've been really surprised to see kind of what's going on here. And uh, kudos to Damani there. Peterson, that was a really nice pick for him as a solid underdog. Thought about that, but honestly woke up a little too late and missed it. So kudos to you. But yeah, Alicia Parks, going to go back here and, and take her minus two. And um, if you watched the line earlier today, she was plus 110 on the money line. She has snapped all the way back to minus 145, so... Not quite sure what's going on there in the market. We'll have to go back and look and see where that line moved and kind of what the timing of it was. But, yeah, for a little while this morning, I, I went back, added a little bit more parks here. But, again, love her in this matchup. Young player at the end of the season on a nice positive ascension here. Um, you know, this match starts in just about an hour or so after the show is done. Next up after the match, it's just starting on court. Again, you can find parks here, minus one and a half, minus two, minus two and a half. It's all good. Um, you know, anything three or less. And if you can, try to sell out games. I know it can be tough on some of these matches, but a lot of books will let you play, say, two and a half and at a better number. So try to do that. If you want to take the money line, that's fine, too. Go ahead and parlay it with something. I might actually even play some Parks 2-0 here. Just really like the way she's been playing. I think she's on much better form than Lasicki and a much better player. Um, had this money line closer to minus 160 myself. So Alicia Parks, minus two games. If you didn't get it yesterday, plenty of time to get it now. I just found out she's from Atlanta, so I'm I'm on board. Let's do it. Let's rock and roll. She's from Atlanta. That's right. It's it's nice to have all these nice young, plucky American tennis yeah. players that are coming up. It's hopefully some of them continue to be good. And you know, we've got Coco Goff. She's pretty spectacular. But we need to have a Grand Slam winner again. It's been too long since Serena got one for us. It, it has been, but at least like it looks like there might be some young American players on the women's side year in and year out who might develop. Whereas. We've been basically waiting for an American men's tennis player to be good for like a decade now. Like, when did Andy Roddick retire? Like, Andy Roddick. A while Roddick. ago. Yeah, I mean, did Tiafo make the final or the semifinal? semifinal? Semifinal, I believe. Of the U.S. Open, which is awesome. Hopefully he can continue that run of form. Uh, real quick, because it just came up last night on the show, Noobs. Uh, Drew is of the opinion that Joker and Iga are just going to dump truck everyone at the Australian Open. I know it's like four to six weeks away. Do you feel like that's going to be the case? Should we be playing our Ega Joker parlays? Uh, Novak Djokovic, go ahead, put him in some stuff. I'm not sure what to do with Ega. Um, she is the best tennis player on the planet. It probably makes a ton of sense from a numbers perspective. I'm always a little nervous to bet favorites that early in the season, and the number's not going to move that much. So if you're going to act now, I think the Djokovic number will move. I think there'll be some money put on that as time goes along. But the Iga number, she's the clear favorite. Nothing is going to happen to change that. So I'll probably wait to see how she looks and maybe a setup tournament the first week or so um, and just make sure that there's nothing goofy going on there. But, yeah, I, the two of them are going to be overwhelming favorites. I'm glad I need you to talk me out of these things so I can wait. So it's good <laughs> to know. 
And Djokovic probably like he'll he's actually going to be allowed into Australia, so that's a nice change. And yeah, so I just I needed to know, like you said, like women's tennis is a lot more uh, topsy turvy than men's tennis. I think is the the phrase I was looking for there. Yeah, absolutely. You guys want to talk some soccer? Let's do sure. it. I would like you to talk some soccer because I can't, I don't know enough to talk about. Why well, hasn't there been any goals in these second halves? So yeah, cool. that's been a little bit of a bummer. Um, it looks like right now, as things sit, Uruguay and Portugal are going to go through. Uh, if you are unaware of the history between Ghana and uh, Uruguay at the 2010 World Cup in a knockout game, uh, Luis Suarez committed an intentional hand box, a handball in the box to save a goal. Like He literally stood in the goal and stuck up his hand and knocked the ball down. Uh, to prevent a goal, he got sent off obviously for a red card, and then Ghana missed the penalty kick. And he's been a uh, he's been a demon. He has been the least liked athlete in Ghana forever. That their chance at redemption today, Ghana got a penalty in their first half and missed it. Awful! It was an awful penalty kick. So it looks awful. like it's still two nothing there. And then we are the Charles Barkley swing of penalty kicks. It yeah, was. I wasn't watching the game, but I saw people reacting to it on Twitter, Ooh. and now I want to go back and see a clip. Uh, we are approaching stoppage time in the South Korea game. If South Korea can get a winner, they would advance uh, as of now, but uh, I, it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. It looks like Portugal's a bit on the front foot, but nevertheless, I do want to talk about t- the two games this afternoon. I'm actually going to start with the second bet here on the list because I have less to say about it. Brazil and Cameroon. Uh, it worked for me yesterday. Oh, by the way, there was a three-minute period yesterday, Noobs. I don't know if you were – paying how close yes you're paying attention there was a three minute window where both costa rica and japan were winning yesterday our 272 to one odds uh lived for three minutes which was a lot longer than i was expecting that must have been an electric three minutes hopefully you played the money line straight up right did you play each money line individually uh no just played the parlay um because i'm stupid um but our highest scoring half for germany somebody scored a goal south korea oh Oh, I'm, i'm behind oh he looked way offside to me. Uh, he's taking off his shirt and his sports bra is on. Uh, let's see if that's offside. <laughs> but anyway, I'm going to just – so my, my TV is over there, so I'm going to talk about this game. But it, nevertheless, my Germany uh, second half higher scoring at plus 100 hit yesterday. We're going back to the well with a full game on this one. Uh, my reasoning is pretty simple. Brazil's been very, 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 very good defensively in this tournament. They have not allowed a goal. They've only allowed half a goal of XG in this tournament so far. Um and their offense has also been very Neymar reliant, and he is out. And that's kind of been the knock on Brazil for the last several years: is that if Neymar is not in the offense uh, in the lineup, they struggle. He's hurt. They also don't need to just—they just need a, a draw to win their group. They can get through with a win. Uh, so I don't expect them to. And they're probably going to do some squad rotation today because they're already through to the next round. So. I expect maybe a little bit of a of a, a slog in the first half before Brazil kind of opens things up in the second half there, and then. Uh, it, I have not seen a replay of this. Let's see. Uh, we're going to go the other way. The other one. Okay. So this one, Switzerland and Serbia, I believe I have to bring up the standings here as I'm trying to multitask and watch soccer at the same time. Uh, he's on side. That's going to count. Oh, They're going to go through. Wow. Um, so the, the other situation, Switzerland's on three points. Serbia is on one point. So Serbia needs to beat Switzerland to advance. These are two teams that, believe it or not, Switzerland and Serbia have a history. And we talked about like the the U.S. and Iran geopolitical stuff I thought was overblown. I don't think it's the case here with Switzerland and Serbia. So Switzerland has two players, their captain, Granit Xhaka, and uh, Jerdan Shakiri, who were both Albanian 
who were both ethnic Albanians who were born in Kosovo, who then moved to Switzerland. Uh, in the late 90s, Kosovo wanted its independence from Serbia. They had a war, NATO-backed Kosovo, and the Serbia has basically never recognized Kosovo's independence. So these two teams played in the, in the World Cup four years ago. Both Shakiri and Jaka scored, and they did the double eagle celebration, which is the emblem on the Albanian flag. And it basically created this like international incident. And Serbians do not like these two guys. Uh, It's going to be a chippy game. It's going to be a physical game. Uh, But, and this kind of plays into Switzerland's hands because they can sit back. They don't have to score goals. They can get a draw and get through in this game. They've also made it to the knockout stage at four of their last five tournaments. Like they find a way. Switzerland is not a team I've ever watched and been like, wow, that's a good team. But they always find a way to get through. So draw no bet. So if you're, again, if you're unfamiliar with this type of bet, uh, it means that if Switzerland wins at minus 105, you get paid out. If it's a draw, you get your stake back. And if uh, they lose, you don't get anything. So I'm going to take that one there just because I think Switzerland's a team I trust a little bit more than Serbia. Serbia is very talented, but uh, this is just kind of the situation that favors Switzerland. So I'm going to roll with the Swiss. And as uh, Adrian Healy used to say during the ESPN World Cup broadcast, it will be bliss for the Swiss. The way you describe the players. Sorry, go ahead. ahead. I was going to say the way you describe the Swiss uh, soccer team is exactly how their hockey team plays in the Olympics every four years. Like they're not that talented, but they play like really good, boring style and play really sound defensively. And they'll play like Canada or Sweden. It'll be like. How is Switzerland tied 1-1 or 0-0 going into the third period? Like, how are they still in this game? So that's what it made me think of. And my camera's blurry. That's yeah, nice. your camera's been blurry for a little bit. I wondered if I was having vision problems while I was talking, but no. Nope. Yeah. camera. What no, were no, you no. going to ask, Noobs? I was going to say, so it's Shakiri and Shaka, right? Right. Anytime yeah. goal scorer, Shakiri plus 350, <laughs> Shaka plus 750, done. Sold. <laughs> Parlay or individual or both? I would play individuals, and it might as well parlay them. I mean, can I? Are they going to let me do that? Oh, I don't let me do that. That's a Yeah, individual goal scores. I love it. Why not? Like, uh, yeah. Oh, and, and and Jason Coogan points this out. I talked about my Matt Turner bet yesterday. A um, lot of chatter about Flubug hitting the Netherlands team. It would be a real uh, shame. Frankie de Jong, who is maybe their best player, probably their best player. I know Gakpo scored a bunch of goals, but Frankie de Jong might be their best player. He's apparently one of the guys who's who has flu-like symptoms right now. So, you know, everything's coming up in the United States' way. And in the deep – shout-out to the Deep Dive DGen Discord. Someone posted this yesterday. If you want to talk geopolitics, uh, the timing of the United States giving Qatar a billion dollars in weapons might be good for the U.S. national team at the World Cup if you believe that Qatar is fixing everything. Favorable whistles. Who knows? The fix might be in. Nevertheless, I'm not going to take it. it. I I don't need that evil in my life. Like, I care way too much about the game to bet on the U.S. to win this game. I do legitimately think that they are alive. I do think that they can win this game tomorrow. So, it'll be fun. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it's... it's, The the Netherlands are a team I've always liked, too. So, it's, like, tough. But outside of Morocco, they're probably the weakest group winner so far. So, that's all you can ask for. And then... My God, would the Fox executives be dancing in the streets if the U.S. wins tomorrow and then Argentina wins the day game and they get the United States against Messi in the quarterfinals of the World Cup? The England-U.S. game was already the most watched game ever in uh, World Cup game ever. Uh, Argentina-U.S., depending on the day. Although the U.S.-Iran got 15 million people on a Tuesday afternoon, which is pretty impressive. But nevertheless, we like the U.S., uh, I do think they have a really good chance to win. If you are someone like me who doesn't need that evil, in your, who doesn't mind having that evil in your life, I think there's value in betting the U.S. in that game. Plus half a goal. That's kind of sexy. 
Why not? And of course, remember, you, do have, you do have penalty kicks. You do have extra time and penalty kicks. But like, if you're going to bet the three way there, if it's tied after 90 minutes, it counts as a draw. So like, you can just bet the U.S. to advance. Like, don't bet the U.S. to win on the three-way because if it ends up one one zero zero whatever, it goes to extra time. Your bet loses. So if you want, the, if you think the U.S. is going to win, just bet them to advance. Like, don't mess around with any of that other stuff because that gets dicey. Or you can just bet U.S. to win on penalty kicks, and we'll all just have heart attacks, and that'll be. Mm. I like the sound of that. <laughs> a lot of good options here, and I'm sure we'll figure it out. But we have covered a lot of ground today. A lot of sports. Um, political conspiracy theories, how your significant other would react to you sleeping with a celebrity, allegedly. Uh, like Kardashian. A, a lot of Kardashian. Kardashian. Yeah, yeah. Kardashian. That's, the Kardashian. Specific. Oh, really? Mm. I Well, she's, I mean, she's the one that got them all famous. Yeah, that's fair. That's, I guess Chris Jenner would feel differently about that. But I digress. Thank you, everybody, for watching. We have now completely gone off the track, so I think it's time to wrap yep. things up here. Happy Friday, like, everybody. Go watch subscribe. some Subscribe. Send Andy positive vibes so he can come back with his kid healthy on the next uh, on Monday. Otherwise, have a great weekend, everybody, and we'll see you soon.